Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Chit Chat about Islam, a podcast about chit chatting on concepts and misconceptions in Islam with your hosts Jenna, Yusuf, and me, Judy. Today's episode, we will be discussing the topic peace in Islam. Now let's get into the first segment of this episode, which is let's question it. This bit, this segment is basically where we ask questions about our topic. To dig a little deeper into what we will be discussing, our first question is, how is peace defined? Well, in the dictionary, the meaning is freedom from disturbance or tranquility. Another meaning would be societal friendship and harmony in absence of hostility and violence. Well, that was a mouthful, but you can basically conclude by saying that peace consists of harmony and no violence. Our next question is, what is Islam? Islam is a monotheistic religion, meaning they believe in one God and was revealed through the Prophet Muhammad, the Messenger of God. It is the second largest religion that has around 1.8 billion followers, kind of like one-fourth of the world's population. Now, the next segment is taking the first little dip. Where we get into the topic, along with this, is proofing it up, where we give proof from the Islamic holy book, the Quran, and hadith, which is things the Prophet Muhammad said and told us to do, or follow. We'll use these two to prove certain things said or are followed in peace, to, sh- to show peace in Islam. The Quran consists of many verses that talk about basically everything in life, making it a manual guide to life for Muslims. Muslims, by the way, are the followers of Islam. Along with the Quran are hadith, and the hadith can be defined defined as the words of the Prophet, says that are followed by Muslims. Now with the combination of the two, you get a complete manual to life. So if anyone has a question and wants an answer using both, you will always get an answer. Now, we defined peace as in harmony and no violence, so let's discuss the harmony in Islam. One thing that can be said is the harmony between the Muslims with each other. Brothers and sisters, their phrase is normal to a Muslim's ear, and is commonly used one amongst them. This reminds the Muslims that we are all family in Islam. And you know what? This also shows another aspect, which is equality. And I think this definitely shows harmony. The phrase brothers and sisters shows how Muslims are equal. That initially we are all just siblings. No rich, no poor, and no differentiation between color or race. We are all still siblings. Other things than just that phrase shows the equality in Islam. One hadith that shows equality states, O mankind, your Lord is one and your Father is one. You all descend from Adam, and Adam was created from earth. He is most honored among you in the sight of God, who is most upright. No Arab is superior to a non-Arab. No colored person to a white person or a white person to a colored person, except by taqwa or piety. This hadith hadith basically explains itself, showing equality in Islam and is something Muslims believe in and practice in their day-to-day life. That's why racism and equality was never a problem, because it was always clearly said and addressed. Now the word taqwa means, in a simplified way, it's the good deeds we do with the right intention of doing it for the sake of God. Another thing that shows the harmony or peace in Islam is not only how Muslims treat each other, but also how Muslims treat others around them. Islam is a religion that prioritizes a lot of things and includes morals and treating people correctly, no matter who they are. And the Quran states, 
translation for this is the true servants of the most compassionate are those who walk on the earth humbly and when the foolish address them improperly they only respond with peace and and this is located in chapter 25 verse 63 and these verses tells muslims to be peaceful in their way with people mentioning that those that those who worship god correctly do this meaning if that is, is not the case then they should be fixing the way their way with people you know what, there's also another verse that shows the harmony and peace in Islam. It's located in chapter 2, verse 208. <laughs> Now, this translation mentions two calls to action for Muslims, which is to come into peace, or in this context, come into Islam. Along with that is not to follow Satan or Shaitan. As most know, is that Satan basically leads human beings into doing bad things. That is what Muslims believe in. And he does this to keep Muslims away from their potential goal of going to heaven, making him an enemy. Coming to peace, or in this context, is Islam, shows a peace in Islam. And how both are associated with each other in the Quran. You know that. You know what that also makes me think of. What Islam stands for and what it means. For example, like what Islam means and the roots. Like the root word of Islam is Salam, which means peace, as it was mentioned in the verse Jenna just mentioned. Yet the word Islam means submission. So the religious world, it means submission to God or Allah, as Muslims call God. Not only is it in the Quran or the Hadith that gives the evidence of peace in Islam, both, but also in its foundation. The, this foundation is called the Five Pillars of Islam. Now, there's probably not enough time to go into depth with each and every single p- pillar in Islam. To mention, to mention a couple of pillars that show peace, for example, like the second pillar, which is prayer, is a great example of peacefulness. The prayer ritual is a time in the day where you get to reconnect with God. It's where you shut everything around you and forget everything that is happening around you to recharge or reconnect with God, this ritual gives you a peaceful state of mind. Along with the second pillar is the third pillar, which is charity. Charity in itself is an act of kindness and peacefulness. This type of charity in Islam is called zakat because you give to charity any time of the year. But this charity is to be giving, given during the Islamic holiday called the Eid and is given right before the Eid prayer. The money you give has to be 2.5% of your income, and just giving to charity is a great way to help the community. Along with the peacefulness in the foundation is the peacefulness in the acts of peace you do in general. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that in Islam, when you do any act of peace to be counted for the Muslims, they have to have the right intention, meaning that you can't be doing something like giving money to those who need with an attention like wanting others to see how thoughtful you are. Or maybe even to show how rich they are, that they're that they have enough money to give to others. When helping out, you need to have the intention of wanting to help people. 
This helps develop morals, like helping people, and having the right intention when doing it too. Now, most people want to learn more about so-called violence in Islam, that people like to associate Muslims with the media, along with that the verses from the Quran that they pro think prove it. We chose two verses that most people use to show the violence. Now, something to keep in mind while discussing these verses is context and language. Context as in knowing the history of what happened to have this verse in the language, like connotation of words and meaning of words, because the Arabic language is way more complex than English, making it slightly harder to translate. We apply this to all the other verses, but mentioning this now is crucial to the understanding, because even an Arabic scholar who studied for who studied Arabic for years might not even know the meaning of a verse unless they read it and read it to its context deeper. I'm, this, I'm saying this information now for these verses because these version, verses that mention killing, people usually focus on the killing and not the context of the killing, therefore giving a misunderstood concept of violence in Islam. One verse that I have seen many people use to show supposedly the violence in Islam is found in chapter 2, verse 191. Kill them wherever you find them. Now, I only played the first part of the verse because this is what others usually use because the rest of the verse really says and explains itself. This verse is mentioned, mentioning the context of war, meaning this happened during when the Muslims were trying to rightfully come live back in their homes in Mecca because the natives who became Muslims were kicked out, unrightfully, so this was during the war between the Meccans and the Muslims. Now, the main point of war is initially killing your enemy as seen in history with civil wars and world wars, but later if in the verse it mentions how you can only kill the opponent if they start first. Meaning, if they attack, then you attack, not the opposite. Now, along with the mentioning of war, I have to mention the rules during war. Now, it's probably surprising to hear that there are rules to war, but there are rules for Muslims. Who we kill, who we kill during war are where the rules placed. For example, we cannot kill elderly men, little kids, or women. Along with that, not even a single tree is allowed to be cut down. And those who have been captured as slaves for war to be treated kindly to the point where they are given better food than those fighting in the war itself. Actually, there's a whole set of rules about what is and what is not done in war. The list consists of 10 things. First, do not kill any child, any woman, any elderly or sick person. Second, do not practice treachery or mutilation. Third, do not uproot or burn palms or cut down any fruitful trees. Fourth, do not slaughter a sheep, a cow, or a camel, except for food. 5. If one fights his brother, he must avoid striking the face, for God created him in the age in the image of Adam. 6. Do not kill the monks in the monasteries, and do not kill those sitting in places of worship. 7. Do not destroy the villages and towns, do not spoil the cultivated fields and gardens, and do not slaughter the cattle. 8. Do not wish for an encounter with an enemy. Pray to God to grant your security, but when you are forced to encounter them, exercise patience. 9. No, no one may punish with fire except God himself. I have to pause for a second here. What's meant here is no, mur no burning people or using fire as, as a source of torture. And lastly, accustom yourselves to do good if people do good.
and do not do wrong, even if they commit evil. Now, no one ever suspected that there are rules to war, but there are in the Muslim religion. Another verse I wanted to mention is in chapter 5, verse 5. I mean, chapter 9, verse 5. Once the sacred months have passed, kill the polytheists wherever you find them. Now, imagine you're back in elementary school reading a book, or any time really, and you find a word in the book that you don't know what it means. To know what it means, you had to use context clues, where you went back and forth around the word to get the slightest meaning of what it might mean. That's what we refer to when we say you have to know the context to understand the verse. Before this verse, it mentioned a treaty written between the Muslims and the natives of Mecca, which is a place in modern-day Saudi Arabia. In this treaty, it was written that there would be peace between the two and that the Muslims would leave their home in Mecca to live out for those few years till the treaty was over. Eventually, the Meccans broke the treaty, and when the treaty was made, the rules were that if the treaty was broken, they were to come fight them. Because before this treaty, it was during a war period, and this treaty was peace for a few years, then back to war. So the treaty was broken equals back to war. So after all this, I have a minor question to ask. Why is the word terrorism or terrorists always associated with Muslims? Like after all we discussed, why would it be associated with Muslims? So let's reflect on what we said in this episode. Well, first we acknowledge that what peace is, which basically ended up being harmony and no violence. And we also figured out that Islam is a monotheistic religion. We then talked about a verse located in chapter 25, verse 63, which initially taught you that you should be treating people in a mannerly way, like the golden rule kind of, that, and that you have to do what you have to do that to be a Muslim or be a worshiper of God. And we also talked about the verse in chapter 2, verse 208 which mentioned how Islam is associated with peace, like that's what Islam stands for, and that we should refrain from doing bad deeds, because bad deeds comes from Satan, and keeps Muslims away from their goal to heaven. There was also a hadith mentioned, and just to remind ourselves, a hadith is something the Prophet Muhammad said, and Muslims are supposed to follow. This hadith talked about equality, and that no one is greater than the other, other than by their good deeds, done for the sake of God. Along with this, we mentioned two pillars from the five pillars of Islam that also showed peace in Islam, like the second pillar, which is prayer, which gives followers a peaceful state of mind. And the third pillar is charity, where you give money to those in need, which is an act of kindness and peacefulness. Don't forget, we also mentioned two verses that are misunderstood under two concepts. Either someone didn't understand the context or the language, meaning the translation, because Arabic is not a simple language, as we said. And translating it to a language like English gives it that misunderstood meaning. Both verses mention killing, but through the context, we understood what was meant along with that is the rules of war. I hope all of you guys enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat About Islam. And if you would like to hear more of these episodes, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Now, we personally have one call to action, which is to spread the new information you have learned. 
even if it's something small, because one piece of information could help someone learn something new and eventually help the community out, which is one of the purposes of this podcast, because we want to bring communities together and live in peace. Also, don't forget to follow our social media sites, and the important thing is to rate our podcast. We would love to know your opinion on our podcast and this episode, and if there is anything you would like to make your experience better, you should add it to the comments about it. While you're there, please introduce yourselves. We would love to get to know our listeners. Don't miss out on our next episode on Monday, because we will be talking about what Allah or God asks us to do in Islam. Along with that, the explaining of the verse we just played a few seconds ago. So, don't miss out. See you guys next week.